Hi, Elsie. What's up, Jess? How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm um, I'm doing well. I'm a little bit scattered. I actually am um, um. Yeah, I'm scattered. <laughs> Is it hard when you travel in the summer not to be at your house and have all your things where you expect them? Like to record and stuff and work? It, it is, although I have a spot, but this time I had to move. I'm in a different spot than usual from in the house. So I'm an, I had to get myself somewhere else today. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I was, I was actually just mentioning that. Um, what's more of a challenge is the complete shift in routine. Yeah. Because I try to set up like particular good habits for myself. You know, I really worked hard for lots of different things like sleeping and waking up early and drinking hot water or just plain water and, you know, things like that where very simple kind of habits, taking a walk in the morning, things like that. Mm -hmm. And going to a new place with everything being different and from not having, you know, some of the usual things really kind of destroys <laughs> yeah your everything habits. yeah yeah almost everything it's like oh i forgot to do oh because I, I don't have part of habit habit creation are triggers and starting that first trigger is one of the hardest thing to do it's it's actually easy because it should be an easy trigger like you know when i wake up in the morning i will drink water like that kind of stuff but you know yesterday a uh, hunter came into the bed and she hasn't been sleeping with us, but mm-hmm. she came into the bed and mm-hmm. I had to go somewhere else. Like I had to sleep where she was sleeping because I didn't want two hot little bodies smashing me together. So <laughs> when I left the bed, then in the morning when I woke up, I didn't see my water bottle in front of me because it was not there. It was some. It was in my bed. Right. So then all of a sudden I missed that whole thing because I didn't have my trigger. <laughs> That's interesting. So it's kind of frustrating like that because most of the day is spent like that. We're like, oh, I was supposed to have done. Oh, well. Oh, I was supposed. Oh, well. Oh, oh, well. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like, you know, it's so funny the way we are such creatures of habit. You know, when I travel for a week, like when I was in Florida for PodFest, it's like the first day I'm there, I establish new habit that I have to do every day. So it's almost like, you know, the thing at home where you take the kid to school and then you come back and then you make your breakfast, and then you sit down and then for a half hour you're looking through email like I have to establish a different habit where I wake up and then I shower and then I eat, you know, it's like a even though I'm in a new place so they may not be the same habits, I still have to have a morning habit. Yeah. Of some type. Yeah. Where it's like I or I feel all yeah, discombobulated. Now I know why you feel that way. But think about that like almost every week. So you start to get something done and then all of a sudden it changes and then you go okay I got to do it like this then and so it becomes a little (laughs) a little awkward and then your brain like my brain there were a lot of things that I used to do such as on Tuesdays and Thursdays we would go into town right and at that that time they would go to school and I would work so I knew that I would I had these large chunks of time on Tuesdays and Thursdays where I would get work done I also had uh, Thursday evenings when the girls went into gymnastics and that's when I would do all of my bullet journal stuff as well as on Saturday evenings because Saturday evenings they would go to do um, like free gym and it was like three 
hours of time for myself where I would catch up on everything that has to do with She Podcasts Mm -hmm. and everything that has to do with bullet journaling. That was like sort of like the end of the week thing. And now I have that doesn't happen. And so I'm I'm constantly going like, oh, my God, what how what's my thing? What's my like? Yeah. When when am I going to have time? Right. Yeah. And I haven't figured that out yet. I'm I'm failing miserably at this moment. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you have more adults around than you did before. So you can insist on time rather than carve it out. The other – I absolutely agreed. Absolutely agreed. I don't mean to interrupt you. But the other aspect – All the other aspect of that is my brain. So there was a <laughs> there was a time you're working it, against it's like you're working against the odds with your own head. Yeah. The location was a trigger. Like all of these different things set your brain up for letting go. Like as soon as I would go inside of the gymnastic space, I would go, oh, like and immediately everything was like focused. Oh, she podcast stuff and I have to do this and I have to like everything just came really easily. And now because I don't have those sort of external triggers like I don't know if you have anything like that, Jess, where like when you go into the office, you only do certain behavior. I don't know if that's something you do or not. Like, I don't know if you have that. Do you? Um, no, because what I have is, is Google Calendar and I don't, no. I don't use visual triggers. I look at the calendar and I know it's Saturday. So, I mean, like I, you can see in my calendar, it says like sell time and social time and marketing time and follow up. I map stuff out in my calendar that I do instead. Like I know Tuesdays and Thursdays are days I'm going to be on the phone a lot. Wednesday's the day we record, but it's not because for me, everything is calendar based. And even in my head, if someone were to say is Friday a good day, I look at the calendar in my head. So our brains are thinking differently because you're, yeah. you see something in and immediately you get into that mood where like, I see it in my head, my weekly calendar, and I'm looking at Friday. I'm, like, even in my head right now, I can say, okay, I know on the calendar at 12, I'm supposed to go get Nate from his grandmother's. And then I know Saturday we're going to the fair. So it'll feel like that the closer it gets to it. And also because I can see it on my calendar in my head. I know it sounds weird. No, but that, you know, it's so strange. Now that I start to think about it, I'm very kinesthetic. So yeah. then what I need is that's why the bullet journal thing really works for me because it's a physical. And like I'm engaged, right. my body is doing something, and then right. that helps me remember. I'm and so visual. when I, so physically, I change locations. Like I will go somewhere to do X. That's and true. When, you You're know, right. and so and when meanwhile, I, I never go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, I literally don't right. leave this spot. I brought my mic in here so I could be in this spot. Right. Today, and see, so far, I've only had eighteen hundred steps. Oh my gosh. See, that kills, you know, well, that kills me because if I'm, because that's where my life is a little bit more like now, where there is a right. spot, like this is you the spot. spot. And then, so if I go in it, I'm like, okay, now like I get so, it's sort of, I, I don't, I can't get focused because the spot is the same for everything. And I don't know what day, it's sort of like being in solitary confinement. <laughs> so that's interesting because now I'm thinking like, let's just say you came and visited me for a week and right. like... Randy and Scott had the kids or the kids went to camp, wherever, you know, whatever. Or Laura came and watched the, whatever we decided to do with the kids. Maybe Randy takes them to the pool. Isaac goes to camp. So camp slash daycare. But like 
you and I would either be in my family room working, in my office working, in the dining room working, in the kitchen. I mean, we could certainly go to a coffee shop, but it's louder. You can't record in a coffee shop. You can record in the house. So it's kind of like, yeah, it is. It's I live in my own version of solitary confinement. (laughs) That's exactly right. And there's a little time like right now the lights are not working in my office. So I'm actually in the family room. With I'm actually staring down four Elmos right now. Oh my gosh! And like you know, and like a thousand cars are you know packed. I mean, they're they're not all over the floor because they just got cleaned up. But like, I'm in a room with a thousand toys right now, and it is. It's like this is my man-made prison. Wow, it's <laughs> well, so see, bizarre. It's crazy because, like, I need, like, I do need that to, like, I don't I know can't why. Can't go I'm anywhere a- else and work. I can't focus. I mean, I can focus, but I. I don't know. It feels like a hassle. Wow. See, I have it the complete difference. Like I would take the hassle. I would take the hassle for the difference. I would take the hassle of going almost anywhere for me to go. I'm going to sit my butt down here for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, even if it takes me, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes to get there, because that allows my brain to go. This is the time I do this and I don't have any of the external stuff happening. Do you want to hear something interesting, this separate kind of from what we we're talking about? Remember um, my first partner, because you're actually my second partner in crime. My I first, do remember. My first business partner, her kids were super, super heavy into soccer. And it started at three. And a lot of times it didn't last till like 10. And I would lose her you know, the ability to focus, I would lose her ability to work with me like at three o'clock, come three o'clock when school was over. I had no more partner. And so what I actually wanted from her is what you do, which is park the kids at an activity and go back to work. Right. I didn't understand why she had to watch every game. I mean, like, I guess she thought, I mean, maybe she still thinks actually that her kids are going to be Olympic soccer players or something. But like, and I mean, they, and like her daughter was definitely that talented. I won't put her past that. But like, if it were me and when it was me, like, I can't even wait in the, Starbucks line for five minutes without checking my email. Like I couldn't stand the idea of not being productive at a kid's activity. Right. And you are the queen of this. It sounds like. I, uh, yeah. And in fact, actually when they're in school, I can totally see why that's a freeing because you don't, because you homeschool. So like you dropping them off at school and going to a hell, even a McDonald's where I know you'd never eat the damn food, but just sitting down where there's some freaking Wi-Fi is probably the dream. It's awesome. Yeah. Let me tell you my, my editing, like even when I was editing, when I was editing She Podcast before, and also now that I'm editing, um, I'm editing some for content for this audiobook that I'm doing. And then John's going to help me out after, after I do the content editing part of it. And what's interesting is that I resist doing editing when I'm sitting down at home yeah, because it's so focused that I can't, it's so hard for me and I really have to push through resistant to do that. But if I edit in the car, you know, as we're going somewhere, it is the easiest thing ever. I mean, it's so easy for me to edit in the car. It's like, I'm in the perfect place. I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't, and again, it, it's triggered off of behavior. It's behavior. I do this. This is what I do when I come here. Right. This is what I do when I'm here. So I don't know. And I was thinking like, there's no way I'm going to just going to be writing a car to edit. 
<laughs> you know what I have? I do have some triggers like that, like but they're food triggers. Oh, yeah. I don't have food triggers. Well, I have so, drink triggers. I have definitely yeah. drink triggers. Yeah. That's what I mean. So like there was a little while there where every time I went to go pick up a prescription, I would get a little ice cream from the ice cream yeah. in the CVS. Yep. And then when I decided I wasn't going to eat any more sweets for a little while, man, that it was like an overwhelming need yep. that I didn't even know I had. Or like there's just one restaurant where, I mean, like I don't buy birch beer. I don't seek out birch beer. But certain restaurant, if I go in there, it's like I can already taste it and I can't drink it with something. I can't have this food without birch beer. It's so bizarre. And it's a strong association. Yeah, yeah. it's like um, I have the same thing for when we go to into town, like especially here in Pittsburgh when we go into Oakland, which is where the museums are. And it's a really beautiful area. It's I have this insane need that I need to go get a cup of coffee. Like I need to go get a yeah. cup of coffee. And I need to go to a coffee shop. Like, yeah. I need to do it. I have that same feeling. And, and it feels like it's mommy time. It feels like mm-hmm. when we go to the library, and even inside the Carnegie Library, there is a little coffee place inside the library. And so when the girls are doing this, like, homeschool explorations thing that is um, over at Carnegie Library, where I take them there and they have, like, an hour of activity. Like, there's a teacher and kids and all that stuff. And I immediately, as soon as they're gone, I'm like, I'm going to go get myself a cup of coffee and a treat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, they can't see me. This is so, and I feel so special and it feels so good. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I ever wanted to give that up. I'd be like, what do I do now? What's the special? Yeah. (laughs) I'm actually depressed. It's actually your brain gets depressed when you can't like have your association yeah. So, for example, let's say you go to the beach since you were two years old. And, like, the beach here in Delaware, when you get to the beach and you step out on the boardwalk, there are some very strong smells. One is French fries. The other one is caramel popcorn. Um, but there's a restaurant there called Nicoboli that does these crazy – I guess they're strombolis. It's kind of like a pocket of – it's like the pizza in the pocket, kind of. And – even though you can smell the other two things, like there are people I know that go to the beach, they smell that popcorn. If they don't have that popcorn in 30 seconds, their mouth's just going to be watering for days. I don't care about the smells. Like my family's taken me to this stupid Italian restaurant since I was two years old. If people I'm with at the beach decide they want to eat sushi, I'm fucked. <laughs> I got to have that pizza pocket. I mean, it is like I've got to go in there. I have to smell it. I have to wait an hour for it because it's just what I'm, you know what I mean? Like it makes you hungry. I don't know why, but it's like I pray to God that I can have control over one of the meals when I'm down at the beach because it's like if I leave there without a Nicoboli, it's like I'm depressed for a week. And you can order them frozen online. And I've been, I have been reduced to that before. Where I'm just like, I didn't get my Nicoboli. <laughs> I have to have them mail me one. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I mean, it's like one strong bully, but I mean, you wouldn't think that it's like, but it is. It it like takes over. It totally. And so, okay, so now. You uh, need uh, your associations. You now totally need it. Now, now let's, I'm going to bring this back into podcasting here for a sec, because this is something that in the E-League we've been talking about a lot, and it's something that I bring to the table for my people a lot. And because podcast listening is an embodied experience, meaning that yes, most that of is the t- a strong association, too. right? 
So yes. then, like, when you are sure. doing certain things, when you listen to podcasts, most podcast listeners are doing something else. So usually when you watch a movie or you watch a show, for the most part, even if you're multitasking on your iPad or multitasking on something else, you are essentially seated and you are kind of leaning back watching something that's in front of you, right? Or even a movie and stuff like that. You are consuming and it's sort of like you're seated in one position, but when you're listening to podcasts, there are associated behaviors that go along with it, like washing dishes. You know, there's a new listener to the feed that keeps tweeting out that he's running while listening to us and he'll tweet out his mile times and stuff like that. And it's kind of neat because now he, he's actually building a habit of being with Rob and myself while he's running. I know that there's been a lot of people who in the mornings on Monday morning, they go, where's your podcast? Because I do X. Yes. When I listen, you know, and so. Yes, it's part, very strong. Right. And so there's triggered behaviors in that. We are actually, it's embodied. Like we yes, need to. so much. Isn't that crazy? It's so funny that you say that because I used to work at this um, high school. I was working for the district, but believe it or not, the district office was in their main high school because that's how small of an area it was in New Jersey. It was really small, and I worked in the media department there. Um, I was doing design and some photography and some journalism. It was an hour and a half commute, and at the time, I you know I was driving this tiny little car, and like I had I had I was listening to a podcast on the way up and back that was like two, two maybe two and a half hours long, and. It was the podcast of a radio show. You guys can still listen to it. It's called Preston and Steve. And it's the Philly – it's kind of like our Philly morning zoo, only it's not really cheesy like that. They do really fun stuff. Like they read um, news called The Bizarre Files. And they do all these fun things. Anyway, I counted on it because I was being able to keep up on my morning radio show. Um, the I could listen to the entire thing. But if I hit traffic – and I ran out of podcast oh, no. for the last 20 minutes or 15 <laughs> minutes of my ride home. I didn't even know what to do with myself. Like I was like, wow. oh, I would have to. And in some cases, I would almost get in an accident because I would be looking for past episodes that I hadn't <laughs> heard yet. Oops. On the highway, like you, your ears get desperate desperate yep. for whatever you do during that yeah if there's no she podcast when you're supposed to do your monday morning whatevs let me just apologize now because <laughs> i know it's so strong it is so strong like or let's just say you listen to five and you have one for vacuuming and you have one for working out and you have one for picking up the kids and you have one for you know cooking breakfast all different ones and one's not there i mean what do you, you it's like your ears can't substitute yeah, and it, you know what's really weird? You fight with yourself. You're like, um, I don't want to listen to the Mac Power users right now. Right, because I can't, right. I'm not going to be able to finish it. I'll just it not because, cook. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. So true. It's okay, so and, funny. But see, but now, so let so here's the other thing too. We have expectations of our listeners where we're like saying, hey, go, you know, give us some feedback about blah, 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 blah. When most of the time our people are doing things and if somebody says, hey, can you send us an email or can you record something and send it to us? They're in the middle of doing something. Like they're not going to stop washing dishes to go get their computer out or smartphone and text or email us or record something. That's not going to happen, which is why marketing your podcast 
and having that little extra reminder via Twitter or Facebook or wherever it is that you are, Instagram, blah, 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 blah. That's where the reminder comes in. So they listen to the episode on Monday. And then later on in the week, there's a tweet that comes out promoting your latest podcast. And you're like, oh, my God, I forgot to send email. Mm -hmm. And that's when they do it. Yeah. It takes them a while. And there's yeah. this expectation of, I just saw a post on She Podcasts that was like, what is the percentage of people signing up to your email list? Um, you know, when you have the call to action inside the podcast, like what's the conversion rate? And I was like, uh, that's a question to ask after you've been doing that, your podcast for six to six months to a year. Because mm-hmm. it takes that much longer to bring in the momentum for people who are currently embodied doing stuff to actually do the thing you asked them to do. Mm. It's slightly different than if you're on and you get an e- Let's say you're opening an email and it says, hey, sign up for this. All you have to do is click OK. Right. You just click yes. You or you see something on Facebook to opt into something on Facebook ads or whatever. You immediately can opt in. You can go like, oh, OK, cool. It'll take you five seconds versus if you say that in a podcast, people are doing stuff. Yeah. You're not going to stop doing what you're doing and then go through an opt-in process. It's not going to happen that first time. It's going to happen after you listen four to five times. And then it's going to be like, oh, gosh, darn it. I keep on forgetting. Okay, I'm going to do it right now. Right? But that's like five and it's like a month and a half. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. So anyway. Crazy. Those are my thoughts about that. Thanks. So we have... um, do you want to talk about this negative? I want to talk about these negative reviews. Yeah, thing. definitely. Are you kidding? So, you guys, we got a, a negative review, which we're going to read for you right now. Can't wait. I know. It's so exciting. So, this one, the title of the review is, meh. <laughs> meh. 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 This was actually posted July 18th, people. Yeah. It was this week. It yep. was this week. Effers. <laughs> so, so here no, it is. I, I shouldn't say that like everyone listening thinks we're meh. Well, I know, right? <laughs> meh. Okay. So, okay. quote, way too much chit-chat and extremely <laughs> long. <laughs> I started an ep- at episode one, hoping for some great expertise and advice slash mentoring for women podcasters. Most of it is just a commercial for their services. I get that they need to make money, too. But I'll look for another podcast to help me with technical or otherwise questions about podcasting. I'm going to find out who this jackass is. Well, it's actually, uh, well, we'll mention them. Uh, It's Sarting. That is S-A-R-T-I-N-G. Here's what they've given five stars to. Okay. Side Hustle School, The Grift, Mom Sip, Terrible Thanks for Asking, Dear Sugars, and Map My Run. Oh, that's an app. And yet we can't find out who this people. Well, no, we but see, ho- but here's the thing, though. I started at episode one. Oh yeah, we didn't do this Dude, type we of sucked. thing then. Well, no- all right, let's not get carried away. We didn't <laughs> suck. I mean, we were both seasoned podcasters. Our audio wasn't great, but I no, think it our wasn't. content was somewhat decent, if not yes. a little awkward at episode one. It was our first one together. Exactly. Well, what I'm saying is... It's not the finely tuned oiled machine <laughs> we have now, certainly. It's not that we haven't continued to chit-chat forever <laughs> and ever. I right? mean, we just spent 15 minutes talking about 
audio and bodily associations for the love of God. <laughs> 25 minutes, my mistake. 25 minutes, exactly. No. I think people listening on a regular basis know to just skip the first half hour. Like, don't even <laughs> bother listening to what Elsie and Jess did this week or what it has anything to do with podcasting. And just go right to the friggin' new. In fact, I'll bet you anything they listen on half speed. In which case, I'm going to go like this. Just drive you crazy. And Dude. then, yeah, exactly. you know, on double speed so that they can hear the news you can use. And then they're like, oh, okay, now I can listen. Right. But but I mean, I guess, you know, part of it is this. It's the fact that sometimes people are going to make assumptions. And it's, you know, what's really crazy to me is like that this person, after listening to to start episode one, had to then come in here and leave a review. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, that takes a lot. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts that I thought were really cruddy. I'll bet you have. But I haven't gone into iTunes and like called them out. I mean, I just feel like if I'm going to do that, I would actually, I would rather email the person and say like, you know, that didn't sound so good. Or I don't know. I guess if I'm feeling like I really, I'm so passionate about the fact that somebody really sucked. Like I just never felt so passionate about somebody sucking so bad Mm -hmm. that I need to go be public about it. I have. <laughs> and here he is. I just, Hello, I just did it last I just did it last week and I read I read but 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 you did it on your own Facebook wall. No no, that's that's another And one. you didn't mention any names. You didn't go into iTunes. Oh no, I did. This was last oh, week. That's did? another one. Oh, oh. So this oh. one I went in because what happened was I used to listen to the show and it was good and then the one host left and the other one was he was still there doing the show and there was a lot of problems with it. And I kind of reached out to him, and he just didn't do anything. So I, I was so annoyed with the show the one day that I just said, that's it. And I went over to iTunes, and I left an honest review. Okay. And he read it during the, on the next episode, and he was like, you know, normally we get a lot of bad reviews because it's a podcast where they find bad podcasts and they make fun of a bad podcast. Oh my God, it's so meta. I must. I, all right, I'm gonna give him, I'll give him a plug since <laughs> I since insane. I since I buried him. I'll give him a plug. It's called "Who Are These Podcasts?" So I just went in and I said, "Listen, guys, you're making fun of a sh- of horrible podcasts, and at times you're not any better, and sometimes worse." Because uh, he had like one mic in the middle of the room, and then audio, audio quality was horrible, and. And I, let me, I tried to make it a little bit funny. I said, you know, if there was podcast police, that he would be in custody for fraud. But, you know, I, I at the point I went in, now I also go in and give podcasts positive reviews. So, you know, if you go in to make a, a review, try to give them some tips, if you can. Well, what kind of tip can you give somebody that says it's just a big, long commercial for their services? Like, stop talking about yourself? Well, see, the thing about it is she's listening to episode one, and it might have been that at episode one. No, it wasn't. There's but no way. What I'm saying is now it's not. It's not now. So if you're going to go listen to a new podcast about something and you want to go back to episode one, I say listen to the newest episode and then go back to episode one. Then listen to the next newest one, and then go to episode two. Or, yeah, I, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Yeah, because then you get a, a you know where they are now and where they came from, and it might even make you a little bit you know enjoy the podcast better because like wow, look look where they, look how they're doing now, you know look at the, how the mm-hmm. show has changed. So I don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've went in and hung a bad review in my time. 
All right. I mean, you know what? And it's like to me when when and this actually brings up the same sort of, I guess, fear that a lot of podcasters have, especially podcasters that have slash businesses or services or wanting to monetize a podcast in some way, maybe having advertising, I mean, on their podcast or something, where one of the what is the biggest um, obstacle, Jess, that you get from podcasters, which we've mentioned on the show and you were like, oh, my God, don't tell me about that. What do you mean obstacle? Like people say like, oh, I don't want to sell out. Oh, from advertising, you mean? Yeah, people say that to you. Like, I don't want to sell out. I don't know if I want to put oh, that Oh, the thing it. that drives me the craziest yeah. is I don't want to upset my audience. I don't, I, I'm afraid that if I start to monetize or if I take an advertiser, my audience won't respect me or they'll go listen to a different show. Okay, so given that. drives that, me bananas. This essentially, like, shows you that that's going to happen. Because <laughs> this person said most of it is just a commercial for their but services. But that's not I true, get- though. Well, I, I know. But, but, but the it. thing is, what I'm saying is that I think that coming back around with it, this is a, a, a fear, right? But there's also an understanding, I think, from a lot of people who are in the same shoes. And these are the people that we are, for the most part, resonating the most with. Because there are people who start to podcast purely from a completely, I guess, in quotes, pure perspective, where they don't believe in any kind of sellout, no advertisements, no way am I doing this, I hate to sell things, I can't stand it, you know, and they're totally against anybody and anything that is remotely business slash marketing related, and just poo-poo on it and bye-bye. You know what? I think the person must have heard a recent episode where we talked a lot about like podcast movement because you and I almost never discuss what we do consultation for. Never. No, we don't. To our we detriment don't, by to the some way, degree. If you're still listening, we don't make money going to podcast movement. No. So it's not like we're doing commercials for that to make a shit ton of money. We don't. We just want to see you there and hug you and entertain you and teach you. You don't have to pay us for that. Our tickets to our events, five bucks, for Christ's sake. We're not going to keep that. I'm going to probably use it to get swag bags. For You know what I mean? Like, it's silly. So I just think whoever was listening, they must not realize all the stuff we actually do that we don't promote on here. We almost never talk about what we do professionally on here. That's why it's ridiculous. And I don't yeah. think we ever have. We did when we were doing, you know, podcasting school for women and yeah, you know, right, doing okay. that kind of stuff. And our because one-two punch. The one-two punch. Yeah, but I don't think we really – we we not Barely. Uh, we no, barely we promoted do it. it. Actually, we promoted it leading up to Podcast Movement last year because we were doing in-person. Oh, yeah, um, we did. Yeah, we and were doing Podfest. in-person. We really pushed Podfest as well. Yeah, well, that's because we, we had that sold one tickets thing. to that. We all right, to- okay. So, all right. But but I'm saying, like, you don't hear me going, and by the way, try my agency, and guess what? Elsie's been doing these 15 minutes, and don't forget the E-League, and I mean, like, we have a ton of stuff that we do. Yeah. How dare you, madam? <laughs> How dare you? If she's upset about, like, Hawk and stuff, go listen to a show like uh, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, yeah. <laughs> go listen to Joe Rogan. Seven minutes of the, sh- the beginning of the show is nothing but advertising. Nothing but advertising. I, I go. I don't even. I scrub the five minutes and I start hitting the thirty second button to get to the to the content. But I mean, if you're doing this in podcasting, a lot of times people use a podcast to sell their own products. It's a part of a podcast, and I don't think you guys are overly overly sell. I don't think you do that. 
if some people will get upset about advertising, but it's not the most of the people do not. So I wouldn't worry about it. No, actually, I wasn't that disturbed. It's just that it's one of those things where I'm just interested in the behavior because we've been talking about behavior for so long. I'm interested in the behavior and what really pushes somebody to step and say something like that. Right. And also to understand what the essence of our show is. You know what I mean? Meaning that we are not a show like the Audacity to Podcast. We are not a show like, you know, any of actually, and, and most of any of the other podcasts that are about podcasting have a little bit more technical information coming at them, right? There's a little bit more in-depth talk about hardware, gear, um, things like that What are absolutely about that side of things. That's not what this podcast is about, nor do either Jess or I shine in that seat. You know what I mean? I know enough some of the technical stuff, but I'm not going to sit here and start talking audio production because uh, that's not my forte. As you can tell from episode one. <laughs> when Elsie said, yeah. no, I'll do the editing. And then John was like, oh, no, you won't. <laughs> But I, I mean, had enough of this. And the thing is, too, and, and again, about audio editing, you cannot get into the audio editing game and expect your, you to be amazing right from the get-go. It's like riding a bike. I mean, you get better at it. Sometimes it feels weird when you go over little rocks and then you fall off the bike. You'll get better at the bike. All that kind of stuff. So, uh, I don't know. I don't think that you should be dissuaded from attempting to edit your own stuff because you get, you get better. You learn. It's like anyway. anything else. The reason I became a very good editor is because I'm a horrible speaker. So I had to make myself sound better. And now I've probably edited over a thousand episodes between the Audacity of the podcast, she podcast, my podcast, and other podcasts that I edit for. And I also pay attention and I also learn. So I'm always looking for knowledge. You know, what's, what can I do to make it better? What can I do to make it sound better? And, you know, I take that and I use that to enhance people's podcasts. That's what I want to do. I get upset when I hear a podcast sound like it was done in a basement, you know, with the computer open and no microphones. I feel, and I got called out on this the other day because they say that's the great thing about podcasting is that anybody can do it. And I understand that. But I feel with everybody coming into the space, especially for independent podcasters, I feel that podcasting should sound like radio. It should sound like a radio show. You should not know that you're in your house and Jess is in Jess's house and I'm in my basement studio. You shouldn't know that. It should sound like we're all in the same room. And that's what I strive to do. I know that you, and, and, you know, there's a part of me that agrees with you about that, um, John, but then there's, there's one part that the only way that I would layer that on to the criticism or the feedback that I would give a podcaster is that if they are complaining uh, about growth, about podcast growth, They've been doing it for now over a year or maybe a minimum, a minimum of 50 episodes, over 100 episodes. And I go in and I listen to their show and it sounds like crap. Then I would say, but you wouldn't leave I would it totally in agree iTunes, with what Elsie. you're doing. You know, there's, there's a no way you would leave a review in iTunes with this information. I just know you. You would never do it. Never. Me? Yeah. No, I wouldn't do that. No, what I'm saying See? is that, that that's the, if somebody's complaint, what I'm saying is just as a, as a regular person, like inside of She Podcast or something like that, if you have at least 50 episodes and your audio sound has not up-leveled from episode one and you're complaining about your podcast not growing, 
I would say consider putting a little bit more insight, more power, more outsource it or something like that to your podcast sound. I probably wouldn't say that to somebody that is just starting a podcast. I would really focus on the content with the end game being the next step would be for you to really iron out the sound. And you get to take this step and then you take this step and then, you know, put it in a, in, a, in a substantial amount of time. I mean, sometimes we can't invest on all the stuff and sometimes it's not going to work for us. I get that. But what I'm saying is that there has to be movement forward. You can't just do what you've always been doing and expect different results. I mean, that, isn't that like a who said that? The, what's his name? That? Einstein, right? You, I mean, if you're doing the same thing over I and think over, what I, yeah, and the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different result. Yes, that's the, I right. believe that's the Einstein quote. Yeah. No, I agree with what you're saying. You know, and be, that's I was more talking about people that have been doing it for a while. Yeah. So totally. To me, in anything you do, if you're going to go golfing, if you're going to do fishing, anything, it costs, you have to get a fishing pole. If you're going to go golfing, you got to go buy golf clubs and golf balls, okay? So golf clubs and golf balls are going to cost you a couple hundred dollars. So if you're going to get into podcasting, you should really think to invest, you know, you're going to have to invest a couple hundred hours. You could do a very nice professional setup for $500. Now people are like, oh, $500. I mean, is it me? You know, I don't think that if for a hobby, something that you like to do or something that you're enjoying doing, I don't think that's that much money to invest. I mean, I, I can't, I, golf clubs, I've spent $600 for a set of golf clubs, used them once, and I, I threw them in a lake. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I did get rid of them. I, matter of fact, I gave them away, but I did spend the, I laid out the money for the golf clubs, and I was horrible, and I said, this is no good, and I, I got rid of them. When I wanted to get into podcasting, I had to pay for a podcasting course. I took Cliff Ravenscraft's uh, podcasting A to Z, and I, I didn't have the money to do it. And what I said, you know what? I'm going to go and all these other hobbies that I had that I don't do anymore. I gathered all that stuff up. I sold all of it on eBay, and I got enough money to take the course to get into podcasting. Hmm. So it, it's going to take a little, a little bit of money, a little bit of time, and a little bit of effort to learn, and you can do it well. Yep. Absolutely. I, I don't have anything else to add. And I know that almost every exactly what you're talking about, John, because with every hobby slash lifestyle choice, because there's a there's a certain type of lifestyle choice that is this right podcasting. If you decide you want to start juicing or if you want to start to do smoothing, you know, one some of the best. I want blenders. to start smoothing. Well, if you if you want to start smoothing, the, some of the best <laughs> blenders out there are like over three hundred dollars. The end. No, I just want to start smoothing. I, I don't care about smoothies. <laughs> if you take up bike riding, you got to buy a bike. It's five six hundred dollars. Then you got to yeah. buy the pants with the big giant butt pads. So you don't. <laughs> and the helmet. The helmet. And the helmet. Or a That's seat a... that'll protect your cash and prizes at no less. And That's... maybe the seat. Maybe the seat. Yeah. Maybe the seat. You have to change the seat. Maybe the tires need to be replaced. Maybe, I mean, there's so many different things. The all the I gear, hate like bike riding the so paneers much. on the back. Like I know how much money I spent when I was riding my bike everywhere and. And it was part of my, again, my lifestyle choice. And again, even with yoga, there's a way to do it. You can go to the $8 class that you can get for community classes that happen once in a while in the middle of the afternoon. Um, you can, you know, each class is between 15 to $17 a pop. If you want to get a monthly pass, they range anything, anywhere from like 80 to $120 a, a month. And then yoga mats are anywhere from $20 to over $150 for a yoga mat. 
So, you know, you can do that. And hiring a private yoga instructor is somewhere between $100 to $250 an hour. So that's, anything is going to uh, allow you to invest. And then, of course, there's people that are never going to hire a, a private. But then there's people that do. That's what they want to do. I had, you know, some of my first students were like, I need to learn how to do this thing. So when I go to regular classes, I can do it. They would hire me for a series of five sessions or something like that, which ranged between $500 and $700 just for me. And then they could go and do their thing. It depends on how you want to do things. So anyway, enough of that. Next. Next. So let's play some feedback, some nice uh, responses that we have from our listeners. This is uh, from Kimberly Mills. She sent, well, actually, she sent this video, this feedback to me personally in Voxer, um, but I'm using it here, which is why, and I asked her post message. Is she in your e-league? She's not in my e-league. She's just on Voxer. Hi, Elsie. Kim again. I am listening to the podcast and there's Yay. something that I feel like you guys kind of left out of the conversation about Facebook and podcasts. So for me, brides are my listeners. Those are my peeps. They are all over Facebook. And okay. the way that I promote our podcast on Facebook is that I have joined probably close to 100, 90 to 100 groups for brides and people planning weddings. And I, every time I put out a podcast, and this, this may seem like a lot of work, but every time I put out a podcast, I share that podcast from my Facebook page, from, from Ring DeVille's Facebook page, and I share that to all of these groups. And now if somebody has a problem with it, then I have to, I'll, you know, like an admin or something, I have to explain to them that we're not selling anything. This is free information, great information for people planning weddings, just tips, tricks, all that kind of stuff. And usually they're like, oh, okay, we have no problem with that. Go right ahead. I think it was more of a problem when we were doing two shows a week instead of just the one. But now that we're doing the one, I really have no problem at all. And so every week when we put out the podcast, I share it to all my groups. At this point, the one that came out on Friday, I have not boosted, paid for anything. It has organically reached close to 19,000 people. And that's, that's right, 19,000 people. Now, I know not all of them have listened or clicked play or anything like that, but I'm, I'm getting in front of people and they're finding us. I've recently, as you know, moved to Libsyn. So now when I post, it's the actual uh, MP4 or whatever it is that it shares. So people can listen right there instead of having to click the link that, that normally points to my website post where they can just push play on the player there. I'm, I'm, this is the most people I've gotten to see this in front of uh, ever. So 19,000. I'm just like That's blown amazing. away. So I, I'm, if your people are on Facebook, join the groups they're in. I mean, and give them your information because if they're not having to pay for it, it's usually awesome. You know, people love it. They're like, great, there's more information for me. So don't leave Facebook groups out. Just don't leave them out because they have been a goldmine for us. What do you think, Jess? She's a hundred percent right. There's a, I think that, you know, she hits on the, she also has, um, a very specific audience too. You know, when it, it's kind of like she's in the, in the kind of category, like being pregnant or like having, uh, an infant, because there are times in our lives that we are really looking for very specific information and it is all consuming and brides are kind of like that. Mm -hmm. So if you have solutions for specific people, 
And it is exactly what Kimberly does. And her podcast is called Ring to Veil, by the way, guys. I'll have a link in the show notes. It really does help. And having a conversation with the admins, I think, is probably one of your number one things to do to say like, hey, this is what we do. You want to check it out? Or is this allowed? Or and, and if it's not allowed, then you can say like, is there any day of the week that you can't, what we can do to promote this kind of stuff to really add to the conversation inside of those Facebook groups? Because that's crazy, like 19,000 people being exposed to a post that isn't boosted, that's pretty awesome. Um, I've always found face. Sorry, I've always found Facebook groups to be lucrative for everything. I mean, it's how I started my whole business was posting in Facebook groups whenever somebody would ask a question. I'm not doing it as much lately, and I should, but I'm just too busy. But I know there's tons of questions about advertising and sponsorship that I don't like post to, but I should. But anyway. For podcasts, too. I mean, I think it's brilliant to be in those groups and to post your episodes when topics come up. It's a great way to get listeners for sure. And that's good that it's working for her. Her She has a cool podcast, her, her wedding podcast. I like it a lot. I know. It's it's awesome. Awesome. All right. So shall we, move, shall we move into some news? Yes, let's. The Why news not? you can use. For the informed podcaster, podcasting news. One day I'm going to have to see you in your little outfit, Jess, in your outfit saying the news like Walter Cron- Cronkite. Oh, like you want I me to put just... on like a business suit? Yeah, like to be on the, oh my God, that would be so amazing. That's hilarious. I can't even take it. You'd be fantastic. You'd be you fantastic. Think? Especially if you're serious. <laughs> like, oh my God, a serious Jessica? Podcasting I don't even know news. how I could handle it. You couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, so just two little bits of fun sort of entertaining news today, entertainment news today. This was actually um, brought to my attention again by Odd Dad Out. And when I say again, it's not that he was reminding me about it. It's that when I was reading my feeds, this headline kept coming into my face and I kept pushing it away and pushing it away and I didn't want to read it. And I did. I was like, oh, how annoying. And then he tweeted me at it and I was like, OK, I'm going to take a look at this. So it seems like Teen Wolf has been canceled on MTV. Mind you, I do not watch cable. I have oh, no yes. idea what Teen Wolf is. Actually, MTV has been canceled. Forget oh. Teen Wolf. <laughs> well, then they're they're like, <laughs> they're like basically canceling freaking MTV. <laughs> They don't find that it has the relevancy to a young audience that they used to, which is sad. All right. Well, then I did not know that. That's how far away I am from those news. But they are turning Teen Wolf into a podcast. Elsie, when's the last time you watched MTV? Probably 1984. What did you watch? It was all of the 80s videos. Like Really? The, yeah, all those 80s videos. You never watched Road Rules or The Real World with the guy that had AIDS? No, because I This didn't, shocks me. No, I didn't. We didn't have any cable. Well, it's always been cable, hasn't it? Yes. We've never yes. had cable. My family never had cable. Fascinating. Ever. So the only okay. time that I watched MTV was if I went to somebody's house that had MTV. I'm shocked by this because you're older than me. You should be well into those first reality shows, you know? Uh, no, I think that I did watch Road Rules back in the day, but I can't really remember, show. like, where I, don't remember who was I watched on it them. Either. Yeah, 
or who was on it or anything like that. Well, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I just actually don't remember where, like, what was the access point for me? Was it like a friend of mine? Because again, we've never had cable. the access point. Only you could statisticize road <laughs> rules. <laughs> Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Road rules for Elsie had an access point, y'all. Yeah, I did. I totally did. <laughs> All right. So, wow. but anyway, right, Teen Wolf is becoming a podcast. Um, so, mm. th- this is the snarky title, though, which I was like, oh, come on. It says, this is the, from, from Vanity Fair. Mm-hmm. MTV is turning Teen Wolf into a podcast for some reason. The president of MTV cites serial as an inspiration. God help us. It should end with God help us. No, um, no, but actually it's, it ends with no, seriously. <laughs> That's the subtitle. The yeah. president of MTV cites serial as an inspiration. No, seriously. <laughs> it's funny. So obviously Vanity Fair thinks so this funny. is not a good idea. Well, I would assume I mean, from the title. Why do we need this as a podcast? You know, I have no idea. It's it, a very snarky. It's a very snarky article. Is it? <laughs> I mean, isn't it? Because it says when you think Teen Wolf, you think podcast. I mean, don't be so <laughs> snarky. Snarky Snarkerson wrote this article. It's just crazy, man. Take it easy. Oh Jeez. my god, it is. Don't it's be so totally angry. snarky. So angry about nothing. <laughs> wow. Well, it says here that, you know, it's a pretty, it says Teen Wolf is arguably MTV's most successful and well-known scripted franchise. So I don't know. I know. I mean, I just, I just read about MTV, the downfall of MTV. Where did I read on BuzzFeed? Hold on. Let me add to this. um, Let me enlighten with this article that I was reading just for fun. I didn't know it had to do with podcasts the other day. Being the best show on MTV is like being the best hot dog at (laughs) 7-Eleven. Really? <laughs> okay. That puts it into perspective. But you know what? Oh, my God. That's funny. That's my old lady cough. That's um, funny. Well, All that right. would be. But think about how important that hot dog would be if you are traveling and you're super hungry and you just, and All you know, right. this All is right. the only you place you can eat. Relevance with this analogy. <laughs> Sorry. Way past. Okay. <laughs> Here it says MTV used to be. I put it in. Where did I put it? I put it in cast. I put it in Trello. Okay. MTV isn't what it used to be is the title. And it says every few years, like clockwork, there's big talk about whether MTV is dead, too far gone from relevancy to return. After Jersey Shore went off the air, the ratings dipped two years ago. Billboard wrote about how it lacks a breakout hit. New York Times called it Viacom, MTV's parent company, the vanguard of yesteryear. MTV is at death's door, said the New York Post. And then they always have a wave. So and then the co-author of I Want My MTV, this guy said, I'd say the difference between then and now is MTV might really be dead. Hmm. Um, this past June, they hired a bunch of people to structure the online news division, and then they just fired them all. And they also it started to happen, I guess, last summer, the head of reality TV left the company after 20 years. No oh, one gosh. has replaced her. In addition to Logo and VH1, the youth culture brand and the opportunity to reinvent it is like no other. That's what she said, but... Or no, another person, the president, Chris McCarthy. Um, executives, TV executives seem more motivated by nostalgia. They're reviving Cribs, My Super Sweet 16, and canceling new things like Loosely Exactly Nicole, Sweet Vicious, and I guess Teen Wolf. So I don't know if they're going for the nostalgia thing or what, but yeah, I just thought this was interesting because like, 
I've lost interest in MTV, but I'm also not considered young. So, so I mean, okay. So here's their biggest argument, and I think you know, and the snark. You guys have to listen, read this vanity. I know. I did. Super snarky. So in the in the last. In the last part here, the the way that this person is going, like, I can't believe, he essentially is going, I cannot believe that this guy listened to Serial and then decided, oh my God, we could be just like Serial and let's just start a podcast. Let's make Teen Wolf into a podcast. And I think there's a lot more that came into that. (laughs) I'm halfway there. So he says this towards the end. This is literally the last part of this. So... As much as every content creator would love the acclaim and zeitgeisty attention that podcast attracted in its first season, none of this exactly screams teen appeal. No offense to the teens who listen to Serial, but this feels like a tonal mismatch, doesn't it? Then again, podcasts no. are much te- a much cheaper way to capitalize on a fan base than, say, a flashy spin-off series or a TV movie. And in MTV's pivot-hungry world... Fiction podcast might be the next frontier. Teen Wolf sure seems like a strange place to start, though. You know what? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's Whatever. a strange place. What, what wouldn't be? Right. It's all a strange place to start, even this show. The show we're <laughs> currently doing. <laughs> do, do we, do, I don't even know. <laughs> I've made her speechless. You have silenced me. Impossible. You have silenced me. I can't believe it. I know. It's crazy. Give me some champagne. Oh, my God. And then on that same note of random things being made into podcasts, there is a musical now, guys, uh, that is now put into a mu- like a podcast that is being made as a musical. So there is a musical podcast. Yes, musicals. Yeah. So, uh, so <laughs> So it's this is which really it's kind of neat. I haven't listened to it. I wanted to listen to it before we got on the show. Mm-hmm. And essentially it's three episodes and that is it. So there's going to be it's not going to be like this continuing thing where it's going to continue and go and go and go and go, but there is a podcast that's being made as a musical. So you guys are going to have to sort of. This seems exciting. But I mean, I'm not sure why we can't make our podcast. Why can't any podcast just be made a musical? Because people are all, all bent out of shape. I mean, think about that that um, review we got. They were like, you're doing, you're selling too much. I thought I was getting this and I didn't get it. So that's why. Because people are like, podcasts aren't supposed to be musicals. They're singing Dude, My too whole much. life is a musical. <laughs> All right. Which podcast would you like to see be a musical the most? Audacity to podcast. Oh my god, I was going to say that too. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Daniel, you've heard us. Daniel, now, it's three it of so. us like instantly want that to be a musical. I am Daniel from Audacity to podcast. <laughs> Today's show is going to be about how to boost your posts. <laughs> Ten new. And it has to have a number. It has to have a number. So, what do you mean? What has maybe to have a number? Because he likes to do, you know, eight reasons why. Hold on. Let me pull up the most recent episode. <laughs> and maybe each each thing has a new song. Hold on. I have each, to. Like, Sorry, bit. Daniel Lewis. I have to do this. Okay. His last episode was like one minute long. So, okay, how to get people to share your podcast, Tap 315, which just aired on the 25th. Again, I'll put it in cast so that my co-hosts can follow along. 
This is so perfect. Why? You know why we all thought this at the same time? Because it's perfect. Okay. All Truly right. Truly perfect. <laughs> okay. 315, 315, 315, 315. <laughs> how to get people to share your podcast. <laughs> How to get people, how to get people, how to get people to share, to share, <laughs> to share your podcast. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. And Daniel I mean, loves soundtracks. Like, the, he loves, does the, he? he does love soundtracks. Yeah. So, you know, oh perfect, my gosh, perfect fit. We could fit. layer that. Make a great podcast. Great. Make a great podcast. Great, Make great. Great podcast great (laughs) (laughs) but then the middle of when people consume their content they're looking for one of two things they want to be helped inspired and educated and motivated informed encouraged etc 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 the other thing is (laughs) they want to be entertained humor us amuse us provoke us engage us (laughs) Etc. 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 Dun 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 dun. <laughs> Daniel, you're free. Oh my god! You are free to use that, Daniel. Yes. It is for yours to promote your podcast. That should be the intro. From now, yeah. you can just John, just hand it over to him today, and just tell him, you know, that he needs to re-edit the last show. Put it in. I oh probably just got fired. This is so perfect. Why? I'm just teasing. No, you didn't. This is so. This is it's so perfect. perfect, Daniel. It's so perfect. I mean, we could yeah. keep going, but we could. We I should could probably easily stop keep going because we're probably annoying everyone. All right. Yeah, and we have been going for like. Ever. I think that musicals would be good, don't you? Yeah, for absolutely. A if you love musicals, how could you not love this idea? You could take it in the car with you. It's better than listen. I've listened to the soundtrack of Les Misérables like probably a billion times. I've never seen the musical. Yeah. I read the book, so I knew what the heck everybody was talking about. That was helpful. Uh, which reminds us of the next conversation we were supposed to have is about what books we've read to make us smart. But I've never had to um, watch Les Mis because I, between the soundtrack and the book, I was all set. Yeah. And I mean, my mother listened to it. I mean, I know every word. At the end of the day, there will be nothing but trouble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I know the whole thing. And that's all you can say for the life of the poor. Elsie's Tool Tips. Again, this was brought to my attention via some feedback that we got for the feed, the official Lipson podcast. And it was kind of, well, not necessarily negative, and it wasn't snarky either. It was sort of like it hurt my ego. It hurt my ego, I have to say. Um, And basically, it was a guy who email, and I say a guy because this is what guys care about. I don't think, I really don't think, and I may be wrong, but I don't think that a woman would have sent this email. Okay. So basically he said, hey, I listened to the feed. Um, After I listened to, I think he said Cliff's podcast answer man, and I think the Audacity to podcast. And then he said, uh, and then I listened to yours and I had to turn the volume up. Because it seems like you are not using what those guys use, which is that you have to be at negative 16 luffs. And I was like about to punch the email because it's like, really? That's what you come and tell me that I suck at audio editing? (laughs) It's totally how I felt. 
And then at first I got all pissy, which is I which I just said at the beginning that when anybody calls me on my, you know, business, I get pissy. And so I kind of sat on that and I was like, whatever, I can do whatever I want. But then, yeah. ah, and then I was like, you know what? Maybe obviously I, I'm in the seat of, in quotes, expert. And I'm doing this podcasting podcast, podcast about podcasting for Libsyn, who is a podcasting company. I should pay attention to this. So I uh, reached out to John Buchanan from AudioEditingSolutions.com, who is in fact, the one that does that loves thing for she podcast. And I said, is this important? How do I do it? Help. And he was very kind in, in guiding me to up level my behavior and, uh, and why it's important, you know, cause the, the normalization, I guess that's how you say it, the loudness, which is what loves are essentially, if you think about it, is if you are listening to a specific podcast, and I'm sure that this has happened to you guys before, where there's a conversation happening and one person is really loud and one person is really quiet, and then you have to keep on putting the volume up and down. And then if you forget, the other person comes in or there's a music bed that comes in and it blows your eardrums off. This happens a lot, actually. So I know that this is important. It sucks. And I don't want to blow anybody's eardrums off. But the reason that I wasn't doing it is because I didn't want to add anything more to my already full workflow. I didn't want to. It's, it's adding an extra layer. So I decided to reach out to John to help me. And he suggested using Alphonic to do it. And <clears throat> he talked me through it. Right, John? You can come in here now and yes, talk a little yes. bit about Aphonic. Okay, yes. And why do you feel this, this is important for producers? Well, what it does is it will level your voice if you have a co-host. It will also make it whatever luffs. Like, again, Daniel J. Lewis and Ray Ortega and, I, and other people try to make a standard for podcasters. If you're releasing your podcast in mono, it should be at negative 19 LUFs. Now, LUFs stand for loudness unit for full scale, okay? So basically, but it's really like a dB, like a, a decibel. So what happens is if you're a mono podcast, you should use a phonic and set it at negative 19 LUFs. If it's a stereo podcast, it should be at negative 16 LUFs. I know people that say, well, I don't really like the negative 19 LUFs. It's not it's too quiet, so they'll take their mono podcast and make it at negative 16 luffs. Again, it, it's you would just have to turn it down. That's all. It's not a big deal. But sometimes, I have to admit, sometimes in my iPhone, my speaker, it can only go to a certain level. And at that point, you can't raise it any higher, so you got this thing to your ear, and it's tough. So what I like to use is the Aphonic desktop version. Now, if you're just a single podcaster, I think it's $89. You can go over and download it. And it's right on your desktop. You can have it for Mac and also for uh, Windows, PC. So you go over there and you just take the files as you re when you get done recording them. And you can just drag them in there, you know, work the settings. And then they will, it'll process them and then spit them back out. And there you go. It's done. And now some people will like, to, it's not really for music. So some people wanted to edit, get the whole show done and then drop it in. I recommend doing the files when they're raw because that's you also when you're in the editing process you get to hear what it's going to sound like at the end. If you do it in the beginning and then just process it, then if there's an issue, 
Now what are you going to do? So I like to do all the files raw first and then drag them in and do the editing and move them around and put everything together. I'm going to do that as well. And I took one for the team, people. Because <laughs> I'll be doing that for the feed. And there's a ton... There's a ton of feedback that we get for that show, and I think it is important. Um, I also know that, you know, this is something that we've been talking in the E-League, the ladies in the E-League, we've been talking about audio production like this. And I am a very big believer to remove any sort of obstacles that you have in your way to get the content out. Because the biggest thing is whenever you start to feel resistance, you're just not going to do it. It's too easy to quit. It is too easy to quit. So if you get to a point where you're just like, I don't even want to deal with this, or you're at, you, you really feel like if this, is a, if this is a deal breaker for you, if you cannot add it to your thing, do your best and then consider doing it later and just keep it in mind. And there's some of us who really can't. And also, Alphonic is $89, right? Yeah. John? It's $89. Yeah. yeah. So it is an investment. This is an extra investment for, for that. There are ways to do this inside of things like Audacity and, you know, your existing way that you're editing. There are ways to set limiters, if you will, for whenever you start to do that so that, like, essentially you can only hit a specific level of voice so that you don't get too loud and stuff like that. There are ways to do that. It will just require you to do a little bit more research to not use something like Alphonic. Again, Alphonic offers two hours free uh, a month for those of you who you know want to try to try it out, to check it out, to hear the difference, and if you can. And that's another thing. It's you have to also start to train your ears because there's been many times when with Alphonic I don't feel the same, but with Levelator, like I've used Levelator in the past, and I was very unhappy with the results. I did not like what I put in and what came out. I didn't like what it, what came out. Like I sounded, I felt like I sounded better before than after because it just did some weird distortion to my audio and I kind of quit. So that was like one of the things that I, the reason that I stopped using that is because I was using Levelator and it's free and I just, it didn't appeal to me. So I tried to learn to do it by ear, which is how I've been doing it. Obviously, I sucked according to this guy. Um, but now, have you I, used it yet? Have you used it? No, for the I'm going to do it this week because it's two weeks in between. Okay, so the reason I'm so, saying that is because you know I don't think you're going. I think you're going to find it's very easy just to drag. The, you say you have all these files. Yeah, I drag six, seven files in, hit process, and it's processing, and I'm I'm doing other things while I wait for it to get done, and then when it gets done, then I start. It's not a big deal. It really isn't that. It doesn't take that much time. It's very easy. Yep, totally. I get it, but um, I will try. I will try it. I will give it a go, and I will report back at some point. And I'm going to talk about this on the feed as well, and we'll see what Rob has to say, because he basically, when we got the email, he basically said, "You take this, Elsie." <laughs> so I take it because I do the production. He doesn't do it. All right. Okay, that is it. Okay, I we think- we have this email, Elsie, that came in. <laughs> Here, you I know take you put this. me on the fire. <laughs> I'll be nice and charcoal. <laughs> All right, dude. I'm still here. I know you wouldn't know. No. Because you I were have quiet. nothing You're to not say seeing... about the tech whatsoever. This... Right. And so I thought, I'm just going to let them go because I don't know diddles about Alphonic, nor should I ever, because even when I'm not using GarageBand, I use something called Twisted Wave, which I think is so easy to use, and it makes it my is. stuff sound good. Yeah. It's very nice. Twisted I like Wave Twisted also. Wave a lot. 
Um, but in, but before we finish up, though, guys, if you guys want John to help you out with the loves and stuff like that, because that's something that actually he does for us, which is why uh, our show is up to spec. Do hire him. Go to audioeditingsolutions.com. I know that there's a lot of you guys who are right now prospecting a possible outsource of your editing. This would be a great thing for you to do. So mm-hmm. consider doing that, audioeditingsolutions.com, and reach out to John because He's he is magic. He's the best. And then also, if you haven't decided if you're going to podcast movement, I mean, honestly, what the frig are you waiting for? It's only a month away, not even. Get your tuchus to the site, podcastmovement.com. You can still get 15% off using our discount code, ShePodcasts. And then we also have an event that we're doing on the last day. So if you're in the area but you can't afford or don't want to go to podcast movement, for whatever reason, we will not judge you. But still, please feel free to come to our event, (laughs) ShePodcast.com forward slash PM17. We're doing a live tape as well as a recap roast and roundup of the event and i cannot wait personally i better guess we should we should get on planning that probably uh, <laughs> yeah we should plan that maybe i'm not sure but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. It has been, as usual, a pleasure. Please check us out. ShePodcast.com on Facebook. ShePodcast on Twitter. ShePodcast. Um, anywhere else you can think of. And I love you. Mean Thanks for the musical listening. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>